Do you find yourself dreaming of owning your own baking business? Then you're in the right place. Hey, I'm Lauren, the host here at the Sugar Coated Dreams podcast. I'll be your guide through this fun world where sugar, entrepreneurship, and passion all collide. So grab your cup of coffee or your glass of wine and sit back and hear stories of wonderful entrepreneurs in the baking industry. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us for the Sugar Coated Dreams podcast. We have an awesome cookie artist in the house, Rebecca from, how do you say it? Dosiamac, Dosiamac, help me out. <laughs> um, it's Dosiamac, actually. Um, I cannot remember that. Now, you told me the story at CookieCon, but, but tell all of our watchers and listeners, because it's a really cool story about how you got your name. Sure. So I wanted something a little different, a little unique that would, you know, set me apart from everyone else. So I went with the Dosha Mac. It's actually a family thing. So Dosha and Mac were my great, great grandparents. And actually her name was Theodosia and Malcolm, but their nicknames were Dosha and Mac. And my family owns a big hunting camp up in North Louisiana. And my grandfather, he kind of dubbed it the Dosha Mac after his great-grandparents, after his grandparents, I'm sorry. And he carved this little wooden sign that says the Dosha Mac and hung it at the entrance between these two little twiggy trees. So that is where I pulled inspiration for my, my business name and my logo. The name Dosha actually means comfort. I like looked it up and it sounds like dough. So I was like, it's, it is what it is. It's going to be perfect. I threw some sprinkles in the background to make it, you know, kind of feel baking related. <laughs> and I went on with my day. So I love it. Comfort. I mean, there's nothing more comforting than a cookie, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if I have a bad day, I always look in the freezer. I'm like, do I have any cookies in here? Do I have any cookies? I eat way too many cookies. Some people say, Rebecca, I don't eat very many cookies. I'm tired of them. I've never had that thought. What about you? <laughs> you know, sugar cookies are actually my least favorite cookie, um, which I think is beneficial for me because I do like to eat cookies. So if I were making decorated like chocolate chip cookies, I it's <laughs> bad. It would be bad. Not having them on hand is very helpful, but I, I do... I do like a good cookie with my coffee. So if I have any extras, I'll kind of like hide them from my toddler and my husband so I can sneak them and eat them in, in, in peace and quiet. I was going to say, see, my, my kids don't like sweets. Can you imagine a baker's kids not liking sweets? They really don't. They never really, my oldest did when he was little, but he's, he's in college now. He's trying to be real fit, you know, so he doesn't really eat sugar. And my younger one has never liked sugar. Wow. So they don't really want to eat cookies. So the leftover ones always go for me and my husband. Hmm. So after our little snafu, we are back. Okay. And <laughs> so we were just talking about how um, my kids don't like cookies. So it's up to me and my husband to eat them, which isn't yes. great. But this is all about you, Rebecca. Tell us about your mermaid experience. Okay, so before I started making cookies, you know, this was long before, this was, gosh, at least probably 15 years ago, 
I worked for a local company that provided characters for birthday parties and special events. So I got to dress up like every character that you can think of and go and entertain children at birthday parties and events. And I would sing and we would do like activities together. And I did that for a really long time until I got pregnant <laughs> with my with my daughter. And I kind of quit from then. But then I started training kind of the new people that worked for the company and, and how to to do it. But it was it was a lot of fun and getting to be somebody else for a moment is exciting and getting to dress up in costumes and do fun makeup and you know sing and play with the kids. It was it was a good time. So did you grow up as a singer? Did you sing yeah. a lot? Yes, I have sang my entire life. I was in choir in in school growing up. I was in show choir in high school. So we would go and compete in big show choir competitions. So singing has always been kind of my first passion. I went to college for vocal performance. I did not graduate because I got I got bored singing opera. It is something that I absolutely love to do and it is it's not doing it as a career, I think, has even made it even more special to me because it's something that I just have for me that I can yes. do whenever. And I kind of sing song my daily life. Uh, I'll sing about what I'm doing. I sing to my food before I eat it. I love that. I'm like an awkward, weird, modern day Disney princess, if you will. <laughs> That's the best thing I've ever. I mean, you need that on a T-shirt. <laughs> awkward modern day Disney that would yeah. sell like hot fire <laughs> I, I love to sing also it's a good stress relief to get in the car especially when you have little kids because your child is young right yes so I have a four-year-old and a 15-year-old oh I forgot about that oh you really need this I mean teenage years are hard you just get in the car you drive, you put on the music, you sing to your little heart's content. And before you know it, you're pulling back in your driveway, a completely happy person. <laughs> yes. And my, my oldest daughter, she sings and she is so much better than I ever was at her age. She is just phenomenal. She also can play like she just picks up any instrument and can just play it. So I'm very jealous of that aspect, but um, I'm so proud. And it, it means a lot that we can share that, you know, that, that thing together. So we like to sing in the car and harmonize and be ridiculous. That's wonderful. My yeah. youngest son, Arsh, I, I always say my, you know, but I think when you give birth, it, it, you just, uh, those words automatically come out of your mouth. Our son, youngest son is also very musical. He plays the piano. He plays the electric guitar. He plays the drums a little bit. And he has a very good voice. He grew up in an elementary school where you had to be in choir. I mean, you were in choir. Everybody was in choir. But but he's very, he's quiet. So he's not a big fan of singing around anyone. But we'll hear him sometimes down on the piano singing. And, you know, you just have your ear to the door. Yep. <laughs> yep. So you're lucky that your daughter sings, you know, with you. Yep. So you were obviously creative growing up from the singing standpoint, because that's definitely artistic, create, creative, creative, artistic <laughs> expression. And yes. you are such a good artist, cookie artist. So were you artistic also when you were growing up? You know, I've always been, I would say crafty would be a better word. I always liked to make things and kind of dream up 
designs and costumes and makeup and and stuff on that end. But as just to draw something, that was never... I liked to draw and I liked to color and I, you know, I'm good with color theory and stuff like that. But as the word artist was never something that I used to describe myself at all until recently. So it's still a weird, it's still a weird adjective for me to use to describe myself, but I'm working on it. (laughs) I'm right there with you, Rebecca. I mean, I was painting, I was painting and selling them in a shop and people were buying them to put in their homes. And when people would say, you're an artist, I'm like, oh, no, I'm not. An, I'm not really an artist, you know, yeah. <laughs> but we are. We are artists. Oh, we are. I've, I've come to terms with it and I fully embrace it now. And it, it's taken a while for me to get there. But I would agree. I would agree now at this stage that I yes. confidently say that I am an artist. Well, listen, you won the Halloween cookie challenge, Rebecca. You are definitely an artist. So before we talk about that, I know that you used to work in the service industry. And how did you go from that to decorating cookies? I mean, did you work in a bakery? Where did you work? So I, when I, I mean, when I was like 17, I worked at this little like chain uh, French cafe bistro bakery. And I did make some pastries there. But when I say make pastries, it wasn't... It, it wasn't really what it sounds like. I was finishing items. There's only so much that, you know, chains do in-house. So I had very, very basic knowledge. Maybe I could pipe a rosette. You know, I could handle a, a spatula. But as far as like skill-wise, there wasn't anything that I really learned from that. But going forward, I was in restaurant management pretty much my entire life. Oh. My entire life. And then, you know, I worked in kitchens and as a line cook and stuff like that. But the management side is usually is pretty much what I've done my entire adult life. And then I had my last, my last little one. And I kind of cut back on my hours because I mean, restaurant management is grueling hours. It's nights, it's weekends, it's holidays. And I didn't want to miss out uh, on all of that with my with my my youngest. So I cut back on my hours and I just kind of took a demotion and I just started working in the kitchen. And from there, I, you know, quarantine happened, you know, COVID came. And I think like a lot of people, we all needed a little bit of something to kind of distract us from that whole situation. Thankfully, I was still getting to go to work every day. My job wasn't affected. I was considered essential because, you know, I was feeding the world. So I still got to go to work every day. But when I would come home, you know, being stuck inside, I needed something. So I was like, you know what? I am going to teach myself how to make decorated cookies. I've always been fascinated with it. I would watch Instagram reels of people like flooding and outlining, and it was just mesmerizing. So I was like, I'm going to do that. I could do that. I could do that. So I, I bought all of the tools that I thought I would need, and I just dove in, and I made Halloween cookies. Those are the first cookies that I ever made, which is, you know, kind of funny. It, it, it works well for me because that's my favorite holiday. So I decided I was going to make Halloween cookies, and they weren't terrible. They weren't great. by any means they weren't but they weren't terrible you know looking back at the pictures now I just see every single mistake and flaw and I'm like oh my gosh what was I doing what was I thinking but 
they weren't bad. And I think them turning out halfway decent was really kind of motivating for me to attempt it again. So I did. And I just kept making them and practicing. And then eventually I had a friend of mine, one of my coworkers was like, hey, do you think you could make me some cookies for my, I don't know if it was her cousin or her friend's baby shower. And I was like, I mean, yeah, I, I guess. She's, I'll pay you. And I was like, oh gosh. Yay, um, but the pressure, right? You're like, yeah. yay. But then you think, oh right. gosh, these really have to be good if someone's right. paying for them. Yeah, I, I'm very much, I'm not going to take anybody's hard-earned money if it's not something that I am proud of, you know? Right. So it was super stressful, but that kind of started. And then the orders just started coming. And it got to a point where going to my regular job every day was an inconvenience because I had... <laughs> I had more important things to be doing it, it, you know, so I felt, and it was hard for me to kind of keep up with the orders because I had a really hard time saying no, when I wanted to do them and it was so much fun and I liked it so much more than my, my regular job. So eventually it got to the point where I was like, all right, this isn't, something's got to give. I either need to, you know, just focus. I can't, I can't do both anymore. I just need to pick one. Right. So, and I chose cookies. I chose them. They chose me. I'd like to say. <laughs> hey, I'm curious. Let's go back a little bit because this is something that we've never talked about. I've never talked on the podcast. So when you say that you got the tools that you thought you needed to decorate cookies, what did you start with? Because what I started with is nothing like what I'm using now. Oh, I, I didn't. I mean, I got the tools. I have a problem. Like when I find something that I like, I can't just kind of do it halfway. It's all or nothing. It's a, it it can be a good personality trait, but it can also (laughs) be a negative one. So, you know, I got piping bags and food coloring. I got, you know, the wrong kind of food coloring, (laughs) the wrong kind of piping bags and basic cookie cutters that I found on Amazon. So I got what I thought I needed. And at the time it was, you know, what I needed to learn and to practice, but going forward, the amount of new tools and products that I have acquired that make my job more efficient and give me the ability to do what I do is is mind-blowing. So now I just have every tool. Um, So when I started, Rebecca, I use bottles. That's what I would put my foot in and everything. And I didn't know the consistency. And so I, I thought that I knew the consistency, right? I'd put it in the bottles and I would be squeezed and it wouldn't come out very well. And so all of a sudden, guess what would happen? I would, would squeeze so hard. The top would fly off the bottle. Icing would be everywhere. I did that a lot. Yeah. I didn't know about gel color to use gel color. So I was using regular old food coloring. Yeah. And I thought, why is this not working? Well, because it's water and you have to use a ton. I mean, so many. the first time I heard about tipless bags, I went to Michael's and I bought icing bags, right? Well, they weren't tipless bags. Well, you had to go up this far to be able to get it to where you could even cut a tip because they're meant to put the little couplers in. Yes. And that didn't work very well. So it's amazing all those things that you take for granted now, right? That when you yes. first start, you have no clue what you're doing. No, no idea. No idea. So tell tell us, tell me, because I'm very curious, because we haven't talked about this, about the Halloween cookie challenge. Ugh. So like I said before, you know, I, I decided that I was going to quit my job and make cookies full time, which was 
scary. It was so scary. I was nervous that I had made the wrong decision for my family, that I wasn't going to make any money, that I was going to just fall flat on my face. And I was pouring everything, everything that I had into making my, my cookie business, you know, thrive as much as I could. And there's always that self-doubt, you know, in the back yes. of your mind, that imposter syndrome that creeps up. And I was like, what am I doing? I need to stop, you know, living this little dream and go back to my normal job, you know. Um, and then I got a message on Instagram from a casting agent from Food Network. And at first I thought it was a scam. I was like, y'all are just playing with my emotions. This is not real. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, I had, I had always every cookie or always their dream is to be on Christmas cookie challenge. Um, and I had finally kind of like built up the nerve to, um, to send in an application uh -huh. not saying that I like missed the cutoff. Cause I wasn't aware of the filming schedule, but I was like, okay, so I missed the cutoff. That's a sign. I just need to practice some more, wait another year and I'll audition next year. Um, and then a week later is when I got the message. Um, and they were like, hey, you know, we have this new show, Halloween Cookie Challenge. And I was like, this is not real. This is fake. right. There's, there's no, no Halloween Cookie Challenge. No, like, <laughs> show. Somebody just knows and they're just trying to mess with me and uh, they want to steal my identity or try to like traffic. And I showed it to my husband. He was like, mm, he's no offense, but it's probably not real. Please don't get excited. And I was like, no, I'm pretty skeptical. But it, it was real. It was real. And I, it was like they made a show specifically for me. It, that's how I felt. It, it really was. It was everything that I had wanted to do in regards to Christmas cookie challenge, but Halloween, which is, I mean, if anybody knows me, I am like the Halloween queen. I live and breathe and sleep Halloween. Everything's spooky. So it, I really did. I was like, oh my gosh, you guys made this show just for me. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know what Rebecca they contacted me too the Halloween but it was it was a week after I had gotten back from filming the Christmas cookie challenge and they sent me an email and I'd never heard of that you know we had not heard of the Halloween challenge because it was, it was new different. and I thought oh gosh yeah. I'm not allowed to do anything for a year they said you know we would love to talk to you blah 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 I said, oh, I'm so interested in that, but I just came back from the Christmas cookie challenge. And she said, oh, well, we're so sorry, but you're not allowed to compete. Yeah. And I thought, oh, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it did feel good. I mean, it felt good to, to at least get the call. So they contacted you and then you had to go and it was fast, right? Between the time they contacted you and you, you, you actually filmed the show. <laughs> Gosh, it was like less than three weeks. That's crazy. It was in the middle of like super busy time. And I had 27 dozen cookies that I had to finish before I flew out to go film. And I had no time to think or plan or do anything um, in regards to it. I was so overwhelmed and so sleep deprived. I hadn't slept in like forever. I'm uh -huh. so because just in general, you know, and then I get there. And I have no idea what to expect. I, I had only been making cookies for a little over a year uh -huh. at that point, maybe half. Um, so I was like super newbie. Um, I felt like I was way in over my head. And then I walk into the, the lobby and I see Arlene Chua. And I'm like, 
She's the uh, she's an OG of cookie decorators. If y'all don't know who she right. is, <laughs> he is the cookie queen, right? Yes. So, idea. I'm assuming that she's one of the judges on the show. Uh, <laughs> I'm curling in the corner, and I walk up to her, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to meet you! I can't believe that I'm here." are you a judge? And she was like, no, I'm, I'm competing. And I was like, wait, I'm sorry. What? You're, you're competing. And I was like, today you're competing. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, it's lovely to meet you. I'm going to go to my hotel room and pack up all of my stuff now because I'm going to go home. Um, and I was just, Oh my gosh. I was so nervous. I, at that moment, I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? It was, it was insane. It was yes. Insane. She is so talented. And when the, when I was talking with the food network and I was, you know, that I had to send, you have to send photos in that they're going to put out on social media. And they just kept talking about these beautiful wedding dresses that I had made. And I said, that's a class that I took from Arlene Chua and they knew her because she had been on before. Yes. And so, yeah, she, she, she knows what she's doing for sure. <laughs> She does. She is so amazing. I was so intimidated at first by her, but when I tell you she's like one of the nicest people, oh my she gosh. She is. She made me feel like I belonged there, that that I had just as much of a right to, to sit at the same table as everybody there. She really did make me feel very welcome and, and, and I, I appreciate that so much from her. So tell me, tell me about the experience when they announced that you were the winner. Oh my gosh, I thought that they had made a mistake. I really <laughs> did. So we had to pull like the little pumpkins out of our bags. And when I pulled out the golden pumpkin, like I immediately in my brain was like, oh, they messed up. We're going to have to film this again. <laughs> they gave me the wrong bag. Um, but I, I just lost it. I, I lost it. I broke down in tears. It was such like an overwhelmingly emotional experience the whole time. And like having yes. to, to compose yourself that that was like the final, that was like it. And there was no more holding it in at that moment. And I just yes. started. And I think I probably cried for at least four hours straight. Like <laughs> from Crystal at the studio all the way back to the hotel, like at the hotel, I'm just like sobbing. Everyone's, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. It was, it was one of the most like emotionally overwhelming experiences of my life, you know, on top, like right with birthing my children, you know, I feel the same way. You know, I cried Rebecca the entire way home because yes. I drove and it was about a three hour drive and I, I started crying. It makes me want to cry now just thinking about it. I started crying when I got in the car and I cried the whole way home and it wasn't because I didn't win. It was the emotions coming out yes. from the whole experience because it is an emotional experience and you can't let those emotions show because it's so fast paced. And I was hurt too. I had gotten hurt. And I think that was part, I cracked my kneecap. I fell in the studio. <laughs> so it was partly that, but I think it was just the release of the emotions. I would stop crying. I would start crying. And, and once I got home, I was fine. Had I won, I could, can't imagine, you know, <laughs> what would have happened. I didn't make it till the final round. So, you know, I, I, I can say that, but it's an emotional experience. 
This podcast is brought to you by The Cheerful Box. The Cheerful Box is a monthly cookie decorating subscription that brings joy and creativity right to your doorstep. Inside, you'll find a unique collection of cookie cutters, a stencil, clip art, and a step-by-step tutorial on how to decorate all of the cookies that you can make with the cookie cutters in the box. It's the perfect way to indulge in your passion for baking and take your skills to new heights. So after you listen to the episode, be sure and check out the Cheerful Box. Don't miss out on this opportunity to receive a monthly dose of baking magic delivered right to your doorstep. So visit our website and check it out today. Now let's get back to our podcast. So tell everybody where they can watch that episode if they want to. It's coming back on, on, I think October, I just had the date. I can't remember, but it's airing again. I have a post on my social media that I'll have like a list of, of the upcoming air dates, but it's coming on two more times Uh season as a rerun Hulu or discovery plus, but it's so real. Everyone's keep saying, Oh, I saw you on TV again. And it's just, my toddler was like, mommy, mommy, can we watch your, your show? Like you're on TV. And that was a surreal experience, you know, cause I've, you know, watched baking and competition shows all the time. And yeah. Oh, look, it's you. And she just getting to experience that with her. It was just phenomenal. And there was, they showed a picture of her and she's like, that's me. I'm on the TV. And she's <laughs> Oh my gosh. And as she gets older, it'll be even cooler because my kids, the watch party was so much fun because my kids were there with their friends Mm -hmm. and they were like, that's my mom up there. Yeah. So that was pretty neat. (laughs) Now, what do you find the most fulfilling or rewarding about cookie decorating? I would say cookie decorating has done a lot for me. Just not just you know, job wise, my whole life, I've kind of felt a little lost on what I was supposed to be doing, what I was supposed to be giving back to the world, where I should be. And I, you know, I had fit in. Yeah, I had this job my whole life in, you know, working at restaurants and, and managing, but it wasn't something that I felt kind of represented me. It wasn't a way that I could do anything worthwhile. I couldn't give anything back. It was just a job, you know, and I felt like I had so much more to give being, you know, growing up singing, performing, doing all of these things. I got voted most talented out of my senior class and then not ever pursuing anything creative wise. Yeah. Felt like I, I was doing a disservice to myself almost. Yeah. And and then going to a job, anyone who's worked in the service industry knows that it is soul sucking and you know people they treat you like you're less than you're Mm -hmm. you're talked down to you're treated like a servant or like part of the staff and it it kind of does something to your psyche after you know you go to work every day and and you're kind of viewed you start to view yourself in that light so having something that I can be proud of has really done so much for my mental health, just feeling good about myself, my my self-confidence, knowing that I can do things that I love and actually, you know, support my family. It has been life altering, I would say. I don't I don't dread going to work every day. I get to be proud of what I do and and enjoy it. So that's it's it's a new experience and I can't begin to ex- just like to describe how how important that is for me. So 
I think it's important for everybody, Rebecca. I, I say a lot, being an entrepreneur, it's hard. I mean, it's hard having your own business. It's exhausting. You work a lot, <laughs> probably more than than you work any other place because you wear all the hats, but it yep. gives you such an incredible sense of accomplishment to know that at the end of the day, you were the one who did that. Yeah. You were the one who made the cookies. You were the one who sold the cookies, packaged the cookies, did the marketing. Yeah. And you have a very successful cookie business. I mean, I was looking at your website and you were telling me too how it, which is really impressive and all the cookie classes that you have. And I know you put one out, you put some cookie classes out there and didn't you have an incredible amount of people sign up for that cookie class within the first 24 or 48 hours? <laughs> this, I'm doing a Halloween themed, obviously, in-person cookie class. This is the first in-person class that I've ever done. And I've actually partnered with another local cookie or who her name is Erica with Posh Piper Cookies. And she was also on Christmas Cookie Challenge. Oh. Um, so we live like just a few miles from one another and we are thickest thieves. So we are partnering on these cookie classes just because I was a little nervous. Sure. Being my first time. And it'll just be more fun because I get to hang out with my friend the whole time. Yes. So, you know, I did my my first post about it on Friday, we opened up the link to buy tickets and we have four dates uh, or four classes. And one of them is already sold out. And then Incredible. the other, yeah, the other three are, are all more than halfway. So I, I'm pretty sure that by the end of the week, all, all four of them will be completely full. And that's 22 tickets for each class. So, you know, that's, that's a lot. And I was so nervous and I was so scared, but I'm really excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, and they're going to love you. I mean, the first time I met Rebecca, you you just shine wherever you go. It's There's little glitter that follows you because I knew I was, I mean, I knew you a little bit from this group that we're in, but man, when I met you in person and you were so cute, you're like, I know who you are, but you don't know who I am. Because when I'd seen pictures of you, Rebecca, you were dressed up like a mermaid with beautiful, long pink hair. So no, I didn't recognize you. <laughs> yeah. I'm a chameleon. That way. Do you have that long pink wig? Because that's something I feel like everybody should have just to throw on when they're having a bad day. I do. I have quite a few wigs, actually. So on top of doing all of the, the costumes and parties and stuff like that, I like to make, we make costumes every year for Mardi Gras. I'm in like a, a Mardi Gras crew and we make costumes and out of Mardi Gras beads, actually. We make... Is that right? So we, we make corsets, but we, we cover them completely in Mardi Gras beads and make crazy elaborate costumes. So I have a lot of wigs from that. Wow. I love making costumes and, and oh, I, I like the scary costumes, you know, more, but it's so much fun. It's one of my most favorite things to do. So, so I know you live in Louisiana. How far are you from the actual Mardi Gras parade and all the so fun stuff? I live in a suburb of New Orleans, but I am literally... Whoa maybe 25, 30 minutes outside of the middle of the city. So um, not, far, not far at all. That sounds like a good um, time. Listen, I'll come visit you for Mardi Gras. You come visit me for the Kentucky Derby. How about it? <laughs> we can make that happen. 
<laughs> so tell me, what kind of advice do you have for aspiring cookie artists? Or not just cookie artists, anybody who wants to do I, more with their baking I, love. They get um they get deterred because the first time that they're trying something, it doesn't, it doesn't work out the way that they had planned. And my advice is know that it's not, you can't be great at something without sucking at it. Right. <laughs> I have literally done every single thing that you can possibly think of wrong, but I didn't let it deter me. I didn't let it get me down. I was like, okay, well that didn't work. Let's rethink it and try again and figure out why it didn't work and what I can do going forward to improve and, and get better. If you don't put in the practice and the time and the effort, you're never going to be where you want to be. It's not going to happen overnight. It's, you know, right. some people are a little bit more adapt and, you know, have that artistic background. So it's a little bit easier for some people, but I personally feel that anyone can learn how to decorate cookies as long as they are willing to put in the time and the effort and the, and the practice. So yeah. that is, is definitely my, my advice is don't stop. Don't, don't think that you can't do this because you can. So right. just go for it. Just try it. Do the scary things. Take the risks. Learn from your mistakes, most importantly, and, and have fun while you're doing it. Because that's the, the whole point is to have yes. fun. Yeah, it's cookies. When I first started to, a friend of mine owned this company and she asked me to make cookies with her logo on them. And so I'm like, okay, I can do that. No problem. So I, I airbrushed them. I made a stencil, airbrushed them. Immediately after I airbrushed them, I put them in bags. I thought, what could possibly happen, right? I didn't know any better. So I take them, and it was 100 cookies. I take them, and every one of them was smeared. I mean, yeah. it was terrible because I didn't know to let the airbrush dry and to brush it with cornstarch and all those things. And she was so kind about it. And yeah. boy, at that, that's the first moment that I thought I'm not doing this yeah. <laughs> because it was frustrating. It was, it was frustrating. It was embarrassing. I had it because she was my friend and this was a grand opening event for her, but she was very kind. And she said, you know, Lauren, it's, it's okay. And so yeah. I decided not to quit and I figured out what had gone wrong and now yes. I know how to do it. But I think yeah. you, what you said is exactly right we all have times that we're like, what in the world happened? And I have a whole list of them, <laughs> but I never quit. No. So are you ready for the speed round? I think so. I didn't tell you about the speed round because that's what's fun about it. So Rebecca, do you have a favorite cookbook? <laughs> I have a really fun cookbook and it is called From Crook to Cook and it is by Snoop Dogg. Uh, oh, fun. Actually made anything from it, but I just like it um, because because I mean it's Snoop, it's Snoop Dogg, and he made a cookbook, so I have it in my drawer. Um, I will say that um, probably my most often visited cookbook would be one actually from my ex mother in law. She um, she loves to cook, and she um, has compiled a lot of her recipes and. There's some good ones in there. So I would say that's, her. Neat. 
Yeah, that's neat. I, Snoop Dogg, I've never really liked rap, but man, I like him. I love the videos that he puts out for kids. Yeah, you know the the ones about loving yourself and being positive, and I'm like, you have done good things for this world, Snoop Dogg. As <laughs> he, um, I've actually had, I've gotten to meet him in person. He 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 works or partners with somebody locally. They like co-own a company or something together. So he's, he's often in my town and he does like Christmas parties here. So I to meet him. Not that he has any idea who I am, but he's a really nice guy. He's, he's an interesting character. So you need to send him a little sample and say, next time you come in town for a Christmas party, I know the perfect person to make the cookies. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've that for Christmas. I know, you know, I know he's going to be here. So I know who to give the cookies to, to make sure that he gets them. So I'm going to make him, uh, I'm going to make him a little treat. That's perfect. And then my second question is if you could make cookies for anybody, who would you make cookies for? Dolly Parton. Oh, 100%. I love that answer. No one said Dolly Parton. Why would you pick her? Uh, because she is the most amazing person ever to exist. I love country music, which a lot of people wouldn't think because I'm covered in tattoos. But I grew up listening to country music and I love, I've always loved Dolly Parton. I've always loved her ridiculous, outlandish, over-the-top costumes. She is unapologetically herself. Right. She does so many wonderful things in regards to donating uh, money for charity. My daughter is in part in one of her book clubs. So we got to sign oh. her up. Month we get a book in the mail that Dolly kind of handpicks. And she is just an absolutely wonderful human being. And I, I, I would be honored to make cookies for her. Oh, that's a great answer. Well, I'm so glad. I keep looking at the time thinking we cannot have talked for this long because it has gone by like that. <laughs> But thank you for talking to me. I think you're an amazing artist. Like I told you when we met, I thought you were a macaron artist who had just done some cookies every now and again. And I thought, man, how could she do that? And then you're like, no, Lauren, I am a cookie artist. That's just my name. But you, anybody who's listening or watching, you have to go right now and check out her Instagram because you're so talented. You're just so talented. So tell everybody where to find you on Instagram and Facebook. Are you on the TikTok? You're young. I'm not on the TikTok. I, I have downloaded the app, but I don't know how to, to work it yet. I'll have to get my teenage daughter to kind of show me. But I am on Instagram and Facebook on both platforms as the Dosha Mac. That's okay, me. well we'll put that we'll put that in the show notes so everybody can find Rebecca. And if they are local, if someone's listening locally, where do they go to find out about your classes? So I have links posted on on Instagram and my Facebook that have links to to purchase the tickets for my classes. Perfect. Well, thank you for joining me today. It has been so much fun. And I'll be so excited to see your cute little face again, hopefully before next year. I know, but, I know, but that it might be next year and we'll be talking like, can you believe that was a year ago that we talked? Cause life just moves too fast. <laughs> really does. It really does. Well, I'll talk to you later. Thanks again for coming on.
Great. Thank you, Lauren. Hey, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe to the Sugar Coated Dreams podcast on your favorite podcast app. Also, please take a moment to rate and review this podcast. That way, all your friends will be able to find it too. A new episode will be released every Thursday. Until then, remember to keep dreaming big and never underestimate the power of a little sugar and a lot of passion. I'm Lauren, the Cheerful Baker, and your host here at the Sugar Coated Dreams Podcast.